This is Crumbs of Genius, the podcast which picks the brains of the experts to find out how to earn more in a food business. Brought to you by Preppet Food Management Software. Simplify your food business at gopreppet.com. In this episode, we discuss staffing in the food service industry. To do just that, my expert guest is Barcat CEO, Jeff Williams. Thanks for joining me, Jeff. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Barcats is a digital platform connecting the hospitality community across Australia and New Zealand. Um, And the platform connects venues looking to hire uh, with quality staff in the area looking for work. So I know many food businesses and hospitality businesses more generally uh, struggle with staffing. And it's certainly one of the most sort of challenging and difficult aspects of running a food business. So, so what are the, the, the staffing challenges that are currently facing, I guess, the food service industry? Yeah, Tim, it's it's vast at the moment. We've got, firstly, during COVID, um, the numbers are that roughly 250,000 people left the country or are not available to work, um, 147,000 less backpackers, roughly 115,000 skilled labour. So that's your chefs and baristas and venue managers that had to return home to their, to their, uh, to their residencies in Germany and Brazil and so forth. Um, so whilst we're now starting to reopen and, and really going hard, um, nearly quarter of the industry is not available to work. So um, one of the things that the industry is needing to do is, is find new new locals to either come into the industry or alternatively get um, those baby boomers that used to work in the industry to, to come back in. Right, we've okay. also found... Uh, we've also found that hospital workers also experienced a significant amount of anxiety during this period. Uh, and, and, you know, when's my next shift going to be around? Is there going to be um, my venue shut down? So people left the industry as well that were our diehard hospitality people. So we're needing to build a bit of confidence back into the industry as well. Yeah, right. So they so sort of left to find, but hopefully get some more secure positions to ride out, obviously, the uncertainty in these times. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's also a great idea to try and get sort of the older workers back in into the hospitality roles as well is, is really key. And I guess training is going to come um, into that, which I'll come back to in a second with the training because we'll, we'll come back to that question. Um, but, you know, we've seen many food businesses as well had to pivot. They've adapted during COVID. Um, and how has that sort of affected the demand for staff? Um, have you seen a marked difference there? Yeah. There's, there's just there is a significant there's a significant increase in the requirement of staff and and that's that I just need a pair of hands through to I need to get skilled labour all the way through um, um, venues are looking to try to maintain their revenue streams that they've created so whether that be a bigger takeaway percentage of their business more drivers you know they're trying to work out how how do they operate in this new way of working or new 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 lifestyle that's been created. Um, so certainly training is going to become key in that space, but at the moment it really is just a numbers game. How do I get as many staff as I need um, coming into uh, into hospitality and servicing, servicing is what's required? Um, and that's having a big impact on wages and salaries as well. So um, your average chef um, has probably now 20% to 25% increase in wages okay. versus 18 months ago. So um, that's also putting constraints on the viability of businesses as well of can they actually afford the staff member that they're actually trying to recruit. Right. So, yeah, so the demand for staff then has really sort of shifted the, I guess, the wage bargaining more towards the, the workers now uh, in, in a sense as well. 
very, very much so. We're seeing we're seeing the competition for staff members at an all-time high where people are encouraging staff members to cross the road for ten thousand dollar joining fees and bonuses. And you know, I saw an ad the other day where, where a, a, a hotel was actually advertising a company car, international holiday, you know, four weeks holiday. Twenty um, percent uh, superannuation. Um, these are all, it's all the perks. Of yeah, yeah, all yeah. the perks. All the perks there. Yeah. Yep. Great. So you know, I, I guess that is the big question. Then is is where are these potential staff, and how do we get their attention? Yeah, absolutely. And we're working really hard in that space. So we launched about eight to ten weeks ago our under 18s platform, which is really about how do we really provide age a starting point for 15 and 16 year olds. How do I how do I change from that very daunting task of walking down the high street with my clean sheet of paper that said I was head of football or I was captain of debating um, and trying to get my first job? How do I create that to be an easier task where I can actually come on, set up a profile, but I can also get my first two or three pieces of training, customer service 101. Um, so I've actually got my badge. I've already got a little bit of hospitality experience and I, I'm really already in that mindset of getting my first job at Nando's or Taco Bell or, or, or what your KFC, as the case may well be. Um, and we know that if we can build independence and confidence within those juniors and youngsters, there's a real pathway for hospitality. That's really key. Like, I don't know about yourself, but certainly the vast majority of people that I know, including myself, my very first job was in hospo. You know, I was working for Mickey D's. Um, and that's, that's you know, it's part of then your life. Um, so it's really important to create that gateway. Equally, we're working really hard at the other end of the spectrum too, our baby boomers, our 55-year-olds. You know, how do we get them back into hospitality, give them the confidence of pouring a pint, you know, being, you know, working in kitchens and, and doing some of the things that they maybe had done 40 years ago, but actually they're great staff members who are super reliable and are actually great mentors for the youngsters coming through as well. Um, but we then need to talk to venues about actually that full-time job could actually be split into maybe two or three part-time jobs because you know the baby boomers aren't necessarily going to want to stand on their feet for forty hours a week, yeah. um, but they'd love to do you know reliably um, you know twenty hours a week. Um, and when you look into Asia, you know you're more likely to be served a, a hot coffee from McDonald's by a sixty-year-old at six a.m. in the morning than you are by a sixteen-year-old. So in the Asian countries, they've done a far better job of of creating value for their older older population. So it's something that we're, we're really working on um, with our training as well. Yeah, right. So you're really using sort of job sharing in a sense to 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 split it between the sort of the older and the, the younger workers coming through. And, you, you know, your That's platform right. obviously is a, is a great platform, but it also really shows the movement in, in a sense how people are looking for jobs now. Obviously everything's online. So, you know, what are, it's great for these millennials and Gen Zs now to essentially post it like a Facebook sort of thing, uh, profile, create all that where they can uh, attract jobs. So that's really sort of the pathway that you see um, moving forward. I think uh, our mantra is instantly connect. Um, and that, that is really about how do I get, the, you know, the information I need as quickly as I can. So it's not about downloading lots and lots of CVs. Actually, it's far more about a visual photo of somebody. Give me the, the background. It's a yes or a no. Great. How do I quickly connect with them via SMS or email to then set up the interview to then get them into work as quickly as possible? And equally for the staff member, hey, I, I just want to pick up a couple of extra shifts on a Friday night. 
around where I'm living. I don't want to go through a thousand different job opportunities. I just want to get really razor sharp on the, on the Brewster opportunity on a Friday that's going to be around for me. So we've been, it's all about speed and that connectivity on both the staff and venue side. Yeah. And it really is sounding, reducing the search cost for both sides, uh, you know, to come together. And that's, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. Now, we, just going back to sort of training again, um, you know, are we finding that workers have the skills that employers want or, or and if not, how can that be addressed? It, we, we certainly don't. And uh, from, a, from a skills point of view, there's a massive skills gap and that's because there's a massive shortage of staff. So training is really key. And, and we've done, we've created a multiple, multiple uh, programs to sort of over, overcome that. Firstly, we've got a job ready program, which is all about, you know, starting off in your bar, get your RSA, get your RCG, get the real basics of how to carry three plates, how to pour a pint, how to make some basic spirits, how to do customer service. Um, and it's a week long course. And then, you know, you're almost, we've supercharged your induction so that you're ready to be employed and got some confidence to be able to start and be successful. Um, we've been doing that off our own bat um, with, uh, with a couple of great RTO partners that we have. We've also been doing that program with the federal government and in particular targeting, you know, guys that have been on welfare or guys that have been, that have been, uh, that have been unemployed for a while, um, but they just need that start. Um, equally, we work with some of our sponsors about providing both online and face-to-face training of just how do I move through from being a glassy to a bartender to be a cocktail bartender to then being, you know, really what is that expertise that I need um, all the way through to, from that to um, to other areas like just how do I pour a, a Heineken, um, you know, the seven-step pour for a Heineken and it's a video and it's a quiz and it gives me a badge that means that I'm then, you know, it's a better pathway for me to get a job. So we've got lots of different training applications and, uh, and platforms that really is about upskilling. Um, we're constantly agitating in the space to do more and more, you know, around what's required, whether that be providing better kitchen hands of the future, um, pathways into other training partners that we have around apprenticeships and traineeships. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it's definitely a, an ongoing requirement and will be one that I think COVID has taught us that we need to be better at home, at developing our homegrown talent. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And we obviously can't rely on those, um, the migrants coming over to fill those short-term roles. So we, we definitely have to work. And I think working with the, the younger um, people coming through uh, is definitely important. I've had a look on your website and it looks, you've got a great training sort of area with a lot of resources, yep. which is great. Um, you know, and, and just... And it's just really about getting that initial skills to try and get into on-the-job training, and that that's where the real uh, skills are developed uh, at that point. Totally, yeah, totally, and that's what we're encouraging. And the Australian government's done a great job of of opening up those apprenticeships and traineeships from a subsidy point of view. So it's really encouraging employers to actually come on a journey with the, with their employees. Yeah. Um, so what we're, we're trying to do is create the gateway encourage them venues to then take take the ball and run with it but then they've got they've got the the raw talent you know that's actually helping them build their business as well so that you know the everyone's vest has a vested interest in this yeah so it just just finally it's just um we've touched on it but what does what does the future of i guess recruitment look like in the food service industry moving forward yeah i think it's going to be um I'm hoping it's definitely going to be far more about Barcats helping and you know, playing a pivotal role and a central role within that. But I think it's about speed. I think we, we're developing um, the opportunity to do video-based interviewing over the next uh, month or two. Um, we're certainly, it's about 
um, being better connected worldwide. So we're launching into the UK next year. So that actually, you know, those 15 to 16 year olds that are finishing school that are then wanting to do their year out, their bar catch profile travels with them to the UK. They do their work in the UK. They come back dead broke. Their bar catch profile continues to build with them. You know, that that's ultimately what we're looking to do is to build long-term relationships, long-term community that you feel like actually there's a, you know, I'm not looking for a job, but I'm looking to be upskilled at the moment. Great. I'm not looking to be upskilled, but I'm looking for a bottomless brunch on Sunday. I just want to know where to go. You know, it's a really holistic um, hospitality community that we're trying to build. Yeah, that's right. The community is is, is what you you mentioned, and it looks like you are building a good one online. Um, and, and just in terms of that that hospitality community, do you do you see that being as helping to make hospitality more of a longer term career as well, rather than just a transitory sort of um, definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely want to see hospitality be, you know, feature as being far more a career choice and, and a pathway. And and equally, we want, we want like it's done for all of us, um, people to go, I love my time in hospitality. It was great. It was a place where I learned about cash or responsibility or dealing with the public. You know, there was all those sorts of things. And then there's a bunch of people that say, and I'm still working in hospitality. And it's really been, you know, a career for me. And I'm now, you know, we, we have jobs that are recruiting for people that are getting paid two hundred and three hundred thousand dollars as GMs and you know executive chefs, and um, and we also have people that are literally earning twenty five dollars an hour as glassies and dishwashers and and so forth. So you know, it's a wide spectrum. Wide spectrum. You know, yeah. We really can we we can certainly be a home and and a and a viable career for 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 everybody within the population. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jeff. I really appreciate that. Um, if you'd like that's to right. learn more about Barcats and how you can, uh, how it can help you find stuff, visit barcats.com.au or just Google Barcats. Thanks again, Jeff. Thanks, Tim. Thanks very much.